Fashion Potluck. Podcast session. Fashion Potluck is a social media platform where women can consume and create uh, content. My name is Una. I'm the content manager of Fashion Potluck. And I'm here with Julia, uh, the chief marketing officer of Fashion Potluck. And Fleur Bruninghouse, a stress expert, burnout and life coach. Yes. Hello. Good, Good morning. morning. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Um, so today, because Fleur is a burnout and life, and life coach, we're going to be talking, of course, about burnout. But Fleur, can you first tell us a bit more about yourself? How did you get into mm-hmm. this area? And Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, so um, I have a corporate background. Okay. Um, I actually uh, started as a as a corporate trainee at uh, at Ald Ald okay. uh, and that was in 2013, so a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for two years, I did that, and then I uh, I became a marketing manager there, and basically just yeah, I had a really picture perfect millennial mm-hmm. uh, life. So mm-hmm. uh, good CV. I had studied uh, in London and in um, in Utrecht. So I did social psychology. Um, and it was just just sort of the most logical step to to continue in a traineeship mm-hmm. after that. And then I got a, a burnout in 2015. Um, and that's actually when everything started to change for me. Yeah. And I started to, uh, well, look and reflect upon my life uh, in a very uh, yeah in-depth way. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I recovered, of course, and I, and I continued my job and really had a really nice job yeah, I did marketing campaigns for, for Albert Heijn, mm-hmm. um, Easter, Christmas, really nice colleagues. But there was something deep inside of me, deep down, that started to sort of pull and say, whisper, actually, OK, <laughs> you should do something with your experience. And mm-hmm. this is not any longer what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and of course, I tried to ignore that for a while because I was there and it was just a very yeah, nice job. It felt very safe and um yeah, comfortable and, and yeah, um, yeah, very at ease, but uh, I couldn't ignore it at some point any longer. So I decided to quit my job um, and start coaching millennials, mainly um, life coaching, stress burnout coaching. Um, and I also now uh, give workshops at big corporate uh, companies okay. uh, on these topics. So well-being, mindfulness, uh, stress, um, everything that has to do with mindful, intuitive living, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, to prevents burnout, prevents stress, and have people really like live more from their hearts. Okay, so. and you're based here in Amsterdam, right? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice, but actually millennials are called the burnout generation. But mm. can you tell us a bit more what actually is burnout and yeah. how does it really manifest itself? Yeah, so um, in short, a burnout uh, occurs if you have been uh, ignoring uh, uh, your like this, the signals, the symptoms of your body for uh, an increased period of time. Mm-hmm. So you have basically been uh, moving too fast and taking too little rest. Mm -hmm. So if you can put it very simple, it's a balance. You know, there's activity and inactivity. Um, uh, Yeah, activity and relaxation. And you have been way, way, way too active. And you have gotten too uh, little uh, stress uh, relief, basically. Um, And at some point, if that drags on for a long, long, long time, so you experience chronic stress, chronic fatigue, then that may result in uh, being hypersensitive, uh, all different types of physical symptoms such as um, headaches, stomach aches, uh, panic attacks, anxiety, um, um, uh, anything basically that is something that you notice is not normal or not uh, uh, balanced, but you can't really find an explanation for it. It's interesting to look at that and see whether it's stress related because stress has many, many symptoms that you can't 
uh, you don't think of, um, mm-hmm. or you don't make the relation uh, between stress and that symptom. Um, and it can also be because now I just mentioned some some uh, more physical symptoms, but also uh, loss of concentration, less uh, creativity, uh, being very sensitive, you know, hypersensitive to things, um, uh, less productivity. Um, so it basically affects one another. It's not just a mental thing or a physical thing or an emotional thing. It all sort of um, impacts one another. And then if you don't, you know, intervene in time, uh, it gets worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. But you so. say like if you ignore it for an extensive period of yeah. time, right? And what is it generally? Yeah. So there's official definitions of burnout and they indicate that you need to, or that definition indicates that you need to have had uh, uh, these symptoms for at least half a year in order to call it a burnout. Um but then that definition at the same time also uh, is a mainly work-related approach or, mm-hmm. or uses a mainly work-related approach. So ties these symptoms to work. Um, and that's something I don't agree with because I think it's something that ties not just to work, but to every aspect mm-hmm. in your life. But if it gets to, if you really want to like sort of um, uh, make it very uh, like quantifiable. So for how long does it has to... Uh, Approximately. Yeah, then yeah. then, yeah, it's been said half a year but that's really different per person, it's person. Yeah. sometimes you know the, the yeah the symptoms have been going on for such a long time but people just haven't noticed and it's been much more longer than half a year so the build-up has been much longer mm-hmm. but then maybe the the really like the, the clear symptoms um have only like surfaced for half a year for example and when so, you reach yeah. this burnout after mm-hmm. let's say half a year of the symptoms yeah how do you understand it's a burnout? Does it does yeah. do the symptoms change? Do they take a shape like of something else or? Yeah, at some point you just can't do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So if it really gets to a burnout, because so there's there's different phases leading up to a burnout, right? So it's not that just. Is there like a, a trigger, sudden, a trigger which happens when you're a stressful period and then you get a burnout, or um, is it more like a, a phase? It's it, so it's a build up mm-hmm. basically. So um, uh, you can say that first you have stress, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say in the the most ideal situation, you're just you're relaxed, so yeah. your your inactivity, your activity are sort of in balance. That's completely fine. Then you function really normally. Then you might experience some stress. Okay, that happens to many of us. If you then reset and relax, that's completely fine. Then if the stress prolongs and just sort of yeah keeps on going, then it becomes chronic stress. Mm-hmm. Then you might feel, as yeah, people call it, I think, overworked or overly stressed or overly sensitive. You can say that that's already a symptom that you're not going the right uh, way, mm-hmm. direction, that you're not heading in the right direction. And then at some point, if that sort of continues and continues, then you might get into a burnout. So... Um, do I answer your question by yeah, saying that? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I was just thinking back, like, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, so there's different phases, basically. It's not that just from a little stress, you all of a sudden end up into mm-hmm. a burnout. So I think that's very important to say. There's been a really long period leading up to it. And then at some point, oh, you said, is there a trigger? There might be a trigger. Mm-hmm. So there might be something at work that triggers you or in a relationship or with a friend. But that is just a trigger. It's not causing the burnout. Okay. Just it's yeah. just a turning point. Yeah, right. But does that mean also that there are different intensities of burnout? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And that's really depending on um, yeah, what has been leading up to it again. So what has the person experienced? How has the person dealt with stress? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What yeah. would you say then are the main causes of burnout or the mm. most common ones? Yeah, um, there's several ones. Uh, but a very important one is that basically... Um, 
yeah, we are um, living in a world where there's lots of impulses, like lots of triggers, stressors, basically. And um, our stress system uh, is still very um, uh, old, so yeah, to say. Old, yeah. So <laughs> uh, it's still um, um, is sim- yeah, very similar to the to the stress system that we developed when we are were living like a long, long, long time ago uh, in our uh, in our. Um, hunter-gatherer society right so we were Mm. gathering for food there if there would be like a big wild animal approaching you you had to just make sure that you could like you know get the hell out of there basically (laughs) Uh, and that was very healthy right so stress is often associated with something negative but in essence it's super healthy and and very necessary but just for a very short period of time so acute stress intense stress is very good Mm because that helps us survive Right. Yeah. So if there's a bus approaching you in the street because you're just sort of daydreaming, you're just walking around, you have to make sure that you get out of there. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to hit you. Yeah. So perfect because it helps us survive. Mm-hmm. But if that continues um, for a long period of time, and that's actually what we see nowadays, there's so many more uh, stressors around us than there used to be in the in the period of time where our stress system actually developed, evolved. Um, that's where it goes wrong. So our cultural development and evolution has gone much more rapid than our stress response has evolved. And that's where it goes wrong. So we're often triggered um, uh, and yeah, also at a rate that is much higher than we uh, are used to. And at the same time, we take less rest or little like rest compared to what we used to. Um, and our system can reset. Mm-hmm. So it can be balanced out. Um, and so um, if that happens over and over again, you feel chronically stressed and our bodies feel like, okay, we're completely, um, you're in that mode that you feel sort of you're tensed all the time. You sort of you have to pay extra attention. Yeah. So is it correct to assume yeah. then that the stress is one of the main causes of burnout? Continuous stress? Yes, definitely. That That is the cause. This is I, the cause? Yes. So the burnout cannot happen without the continuous stress? Yeah, no, it can't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, if you put it that way, that's that's yeah, that's the cause. And then how is the stress caused again? That's because of society around us. But at the same time, and that might be a, a good addition, it's also because we are not aware of what is happening to us and within us. Right? So a person might not be aware that they're having continuous stress. Yeah, that's it, because we're yeah. very disconnected from our bodies, from our uh gut feeling, uh that actually might have been telling us like mm, it might be a good idea if mm-hmm. you slow down a bit you know yeah <laughs> um but we are mainly living from our minds nowadays in this society and our mind and our ego are very dominant and very present and they may might say oh don't be such a you know mm-hmm. uh just continue your work and everyone around you is, is you know is doing that and why would you be tired so your mind might be disregarding the symptoms and the signals of your body um, while they are super valid, but we don't listen to them. But do you think it's also uh, just the workplace, for instance, and your managers or Mm -hmm. your boss who's really kind of uh, promoting a more hardworking lifestyle? Um, Yeah, I think... I'm not sure if that's the that's the the, the case because I think if I look back at you know my parents for example my father he's coming from a family where working hard was like the most normal thing in the world mm-hmm. so it's not a, about just making the hours it's about how we are spending those hours I mm-hmm. think so because we're constantly connected for example in the workplace there's chat boxes there's email there's phone calls people standing at your desk 
um, there's probably even more. So you're con uh, uh, continuously connected to everyone and your focus is therefore uh, dispersed. So it's all over the place all the time. And that takes lots of energy. Uh, there's deadlines, you know, there's, yeah, it has to all happen now, no, no, no. So yeah. I think that's what is also a real big um, um, yeah, factor, basically. Not how much time we spend uh, on work, for example, but also how we spend it. So not the quantity, but the quality of yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And really, I think it's important to make a difference. Once you're done with work, you should really relax, leave your mm -hmm. phone. Yeah. But uh, what would you suggest, like, if you feel overworked, what are the mm -hmm. steps you can take to maybe yeah. prevent a burnout? Um, yeah. If you feel overworked... Or first recognize. Yeah, maybe. Right, yeah. right. Because if you... Really great point, because that's what I wanted to say. If you feel overworked, that's actually already sort of a hooray victory because mm -hmm. then you're aware of it. Mm -hmm. Many people are not even aware of it. So if you feel, if you listen to this, for example, and you feel like, okay, yeah, um, how am I doing? Because mm -hmm. that's a first, you know, checking in with yourself. Okay, how am I doing? Because many people don't even, you know, take the time to do that. And you actually notice that you haven't been really feeling well lately or you have been a bit, you know, short Temper, that's how you say it, right? Short temper. Or like, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. people trigger you easily and you haven't been really feeling happy. Then that's a sign. You know, okay. you can really take it as a sign. Like, okay, I might need to take some more time for myself. Okay. And once you've established that or you, you sort of realize, okay, I might be overworked or then really start looking at how can I schedule more time for myself and start relaxing. And that doesn't mean going to the gym five times a week. Mm -hmm. Because that, again, also is activity, right? Because often we sort of say, okay, we work hard and then we play hard outside of work. But then we need to, in that sense, we feel balanced. But that's not the case because that also appeals to the part of your uh, body, your nervous system. That has to do with activity. So it's all being about being, okay, on, 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 so to mm -hmm. say. So you want to turn off. So then start looking at, okay, how can I just spend, let's say... 10, 15 minutes a day just by myself. To many people, that might be a challenge because you're so used to being mm -hmm. turned on that you're sort of, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the English word is, but you're sort of like, uh, yeah, uh, bouncing. I think that's okay. it, bouncing through life. <laughs> like, you know, you're not used to anything else anymore. So taking some time off might be really good to just sit with yourself and say, okay, what do I, what do I need right mm -hmm. now? Um, Would that be in sort of uh, meditation or example, breathing exercises? Yeah, yeah, okay. meditation. I would. I love meditation. Um, I would advise that to anyone. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's just sitting with yourself and very um, simple. Actually, just focusing on your breath. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really nice way to start. And uh, it might be very challenging at first. Yeah. Because you'll see how busy you've been because you feel very, you might feel very, let's put it that way, very, um, um, yeah, um, like you're very... Um, restless? Restless, that's yeah. it, thank you. Yeah, so you're very much uh, in the mode of doing something mm -hmm. again. And that's it, you want to shift from a doing mode to a being mm -hmm. mode. Just be, 
Yeah, which is difficult because yeah. uh, I've actually read that high achievers or mm -hmm. people who are yeah. more likely to have a burnout, mm -hmm. they sometimes they they don't like mindfulness, they don't like meditation, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, it was mm -hmm. recommended for them mm -hmm. to do extreme sports or, or to just go to extreme vacations. And it's really interesting now to hear that yeah. you actually think maybe that's not. Yeah. Do you think it's not the right approach? Um, it really depends on where someone is. If someone mm -hmm. has a burnout, no way that that's the right okay. approach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, probably yeah. they're not going to be able to do yeah. it. But again, but, stress, maybe. Yeah, but also if people feel really overly stressed, mm -hmm. then it's really um, good if they just learn to turn off, you know? Because if you... You can go take a, a vacation and, and like a, a, do an active vacation, but then it's all about activity again. And it's leading you away from the cause, which is, or actually it's sort of uh, leading you away from the solution. Let's put it that way. It's actually... Yeah, so you need to connect to yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not looking at external things, external factors again. Um, actually, by by doing something like you just you know mentioned, going on vacation or, um, yeah, mm -hmm. one of the other things you mentioned, you're going, uh, looking for the solution in a different place again. And that's... Um, where it goes wrong because you really have to go back to yourself instead of always being focused on the external world yeah. around mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Okay. Why do you, I'm curious, why do you think that the, uh, it's sad that millennials are mm. the burnout generation? Mm -hmm. Why millennials more than yeah. other mm -hmm. generations? I think millennials, so a big part is social media, mm -hmm. um, are ma mainly raised using social media and that is a big trigger of unconscious stress. So, for example, if you um, check your phone, you've had a nice day, you know, you're happy. Um, um, and you see that maybe your friend has got a race and some other friend has just got engaged and some other friend is at a beach mm -hmm. in Thailand, you know, looking really hot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you might feel, you know, like, okay, I had a good day, but this is all much better. So comparison really is like... Yeah, is really a, a, a very unconscious sort of stress. So if you think I'm resting on my couch in the evening, but you are looking at your phone, you're unconsciously still being stressed. So you're not really relaxing. You're not really getting recharged, you know? Mm -hmm. So, okay, social media is one. I think millennials are also very much raised in a very individualistic way, you know? Like our communities, if I look at my parents, for example, and, and their generation, there was much more feel or, or sense of community back then so um yeah uh, and and, and we so do now, you believe nowadays it's more competitive in a way as well yeah and it's also much more focused on achievement maybe? yeah i think people don't share struggles as much anymore mm -hmm. and i do think there's a shift going on right now also on social media which is a very positive one so people are more vulnerable and more open about you know we're all human we all struggle with things but you know, you probably recognize it when Instagram just start, got started. It was all picture perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so until recently, really, I feel yeah. Like recently they started being real, like yeah. body positive, yeah. Yeah. real. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think, a very nice shift because mm -hmm. then you can use it in a way that actually inspires you instead of, you know, makes you insecure and yeah. triggers you and, yeah. yeah, makes you feel like, okay, I'm not good enough because that's it. We're all so looking for the answers in the wrong places you know mm -hmm. we're all looking at other people and 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 then feeling like i'm not sufficient i'm not capable enough and yeah so to get back to your questions what uh question why millennials i think those two are really big 
part of it. And also yeah. the thing that we are so connected. So we see everything everyone else does and we always want to, or there's a tension that people want to be everywhere at the same time. You know, mm -hmm. the fear of missing out is a very well-known one yeah. that also causes stress, you know, oh, I want to be at that party, but I can't be at that drink. And I want to, uh, you need your rest and you need to focus on what really um, energizes you. You know, mm -hmm. what's the quality again? over the quantity yeah. and starting to make the right choices in that only can happen if you really tap in with yourself and, you know, reflect on what do I really like? Do I really get energy from going to that drink? Yeah. Or is it more like a social obligation because all my colleagues go there? Mm -hmm. Is it really for me? Yeah, so those are really like factors that contribute to millennials suffering from this. Yeah. this okay. yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have any thoughts on uh, on the future of burnout? Mm -hmm. I think it's gonna, so the, the, the numbers, right, right now show mm -hmm. it's it's uh, increasing still. So the past years it's been a rise, 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 rise in numbers. I think it's gonna continue that way for a while. Okay, so this is a bit more high level, but to me, this is a sign. People who run into a burnout are actually waking up Mm -hmm. to themselves but also to a higher level of consciousness that sounds a bit spiritual and it might yeah it is actually but i think that is what the world needs right now <laughs> because if you look at burnout on a very individual level that's what we see right now it's individual but it's also very collective right because actually our entire society suffers from it because if i have a burnout it's not just me being affected but my colleagues mm -hmm. my relationship my parents my sister my friends but on a very global level i mean we are literally burning out You know, global warming is this in a very, yeah. Um, yeah, global, on a global scale. Yeah. So by being disconnected, this is the result, but it causes us to get back to the connection again. Mm -hmm. But it takes time. It It's takes, a process. Yeah. 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 And that is the higher level of consciousness that people reach once you've gone into a burnout. You need to be able to shift in order to get out of it. Okay. So the person that you are that has caused you into that burnout because... That's kind of a confronting one, but you are the one that has done it. Mm -hmm. Will won't be the person that is going to get you out of it. So you need to, to change, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that requires an, a different way of looking at life and a higher level of consciousness. But so. there's so much social stigma yeah. around burnouts. How mm -hmm. do you actually deal with that? Um, so I'm actually happy that it's getting less, or at least I feel that there's more and more being talked about, which is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, the social stigma. How do you deal with that? Um, you mean if you have a burnout or yeah. in general? Yeah, uh, that's a really challenging one. That's also in the coaches, like the, the the people I coach. That's one of the most challenging ones because they feel they want to, you know, join the group and be one of you know them and and live the life that everyone is living. I remember I was just thinking, okay, everyone's just living their lives and is making a career, and I'm just lying here on the couch mm -hmm. and I can do anything. Like my life is completely on hold. I would say to them, you're actually going through a transition that is more valuable than anyone else is doing on the outside. Okay. That's it. Because okay. it's a very personal transformation that you can't force. You're forced into it. Mm -hmm. And it's a very normal way that you feel lots of resistance to it because you want to be at a place where you're not at that moment. But actually by allowing what's happening and by really looking at yourself, you're going to learn more than you will from any yeah about yourself. or yeah about yourself and that's mm -hmm. the most valuable thing there is but it doesn't feel that way yet yeah um 
but it will at some point. At so, some point. Yeah. But how long how long does a burnout last? Is there like a... Yeah, that really differs per person. Per or case. intensity as well, right? Yeah, there's official numbers that a burnout on average lasts two hundred and forty two days. So that's like eight oh, months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I feel because I think that actually that number I'm not I'm not sure, but I think it does include also a reintegration part. Okay. So in my experience and in the people that I see and that I coach, it takes longer. Mm-hmm. So it will be yeah, but that is if you're really in a burnout, right? So I would say, but that's it. It's an estimate, right? So it's mm-hmm. not a fixed thing, like a year at least. Mm-hmm. If you include really the time you're not uh, able to do anything and the recovery period and then the reintegration period. Yeah, I would say at least a year. Okay. But again, there's people who experience lesser degrees of burnout who fortunately, um, yeah, are able uh, to yeah. come back quicker. Yeah. But you talk about reintegration. So how do you actually regain control over your life after yeah. a burnout? And is it, do people understand you? That's the thing. Because if you mm. have a burnout and you come back to the same company, mm. for instance, yeah, how to explain to people what yeah. happened? Or even like before like going to that, like before like afterlife, I'm curious, like how do you actually deal with a burnout? Yeah. Because yeah. like, I don't think we discussed it. Like mm-hmm. what, what do you do when, you, when, when you're in one? Yeah. Do you yeah. have to uh, go to a coach like oh, yourself yeah. mm-hmm. or can you do it yourself? Mm-hmm. Or what do you do? Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so once you're in a burnout, um, it's first of all it's acceptance like it's very important you recognize that at least if you call it a burnout or not um that something is off you know that you that you're not um yeah doing the way you're supposed to be doing acknowledging then uh that it's actually you who can change this around is a very important one but it also means acknowledging that you are the one i just already quickly touched upon it that has caused this is is very um it's very profound, but it's also very confrontational because, you know, it's not nice to just tell yourself, oh, I did this, mm-hmm. but you did it. Um, <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's the choice you've made that has led up to this. But that's super powerful because it also means that from now on, now you realize this, the choices you make can help you to get out of this. Mm-hmm. So that's a, first, that's a very, that was one of my eye openers. I got that during a meditation that, that sort of everything started to click that I thought, wow, because instead of, you know, blaming external factors. For example, you may blame your work or to me it was, I, I got sick before I got the, the burnout and I I was blaming it on that all the time yeah. instead of taking my mm-hmm. own responsibility. When I realized, okay, if I take my own responsibility, it means I can get myself out of this. I felt such a relief because it I felt not any, um, any longer powerless because mm-hmm. I felt so powerless before. Mm-hmm. So that is very important. And then from there, start connecting to yourself. Start listening and learning to recognize the symptoms of your body. Um, To start, you know, calming your mind down because your mind has many opinions about what's happening. Uh, And once you do that, and that's where meditation comes in and it's a very nice, powerful tool, then you can start really like, you know, sinking into your body and uh, getting in touch with your emotions, but also with your intuition with your gut feeling more um so really learning i always call it learning to communicate on all three levels not just from your mind but also recognizing what does my body want to tell me because if you're stressed there's lots of symptoms that will actually tell you you're stressed like your jaw might be very tense your yeah. shoulders might be pulled up to your ears uh stress in your stomach many symptoms if you don't recognize them you can't do 
you know, mm -hmm. anything about it. You can't act upon it. Um, so that's it. Like really learning to sort of rediscover yourself and your needs, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. That's the most important thing. And then also acting upon that. Mm -hmm. So not going to that party anymore because everyone goes. Okay. Making choices that are the right ones for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Discovering your own truth, basically. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So we talked a bit now about burnout, but uh, let's shift uh, let's shift to life coaching because you are also a life yeah. coach. Um, so sometimes we can have a great job and a busy social life, but we still kind of feel empty from the inside. Yeah. So why does that happen and how can you find yourself again? It might be a bit related to yeah, what you just said. Yeah, it is really well. related. Yeah. yeah, and that's super interesting, actually, because um, if you feel a bit empty, it means you're doing things that don't fill you up energetically, that don't sort of spark uh, interest mm -hmm. in you, or that actually that you make choices that for a larger part aren't really fuel, uh, fueling you up basically mm -hmm. um yeah and then you can really it's the same principle actually because it's connecting back to yourself and really uh yeah diving within and and checking in with yourself what do i like what do i get and uh, energized about or enthusiastic about i must say energized from um and from there starting to shape your life in such a way and this is a very um, shortcut way of saying it, right? Because yeah, it's yeah. not like, okay, I'm going to do it done. Yeah, you know, it takes yeah. work and effort and time. But to start looking at yourself. And yeah, so in my coaching, and you also just mentioned, like, if you have a burnout, would you recommend going to a coach, right? Yeah. Uh, or can you do it yourself? I would really recommend going to a coach because you can do it yourself, of course. You can. Mm -hmm. You can. Uh, I did it myself. Mm -hmm. um, but I was craving for someone who could guide me in this and also could tell me what was going on um what i could do what the steps were to get out of the situation again and if you are not in a burnout but you do feel a sense of emptiness the same steps basically apply um so it's useful to go for uh, to a life coach just to talk a bit yeah also if you don't have a burnout yeah know? definitely and also if it comes to shaping any area of your life so for example if you start looking for a new job but you actually don't really know what you want or what mm -hmm. you're looking for then it's really good to start connecting to yourself first you know we always look so much at what's going on outside of us you know mm -hmm. the picture perfect um life of you know what society might expect from us but if that doesn't fulfill you you'll end up feeling completely um yeah um out of energy basically and that may also be one of the causes of a burnout okay okay interesting yeah. uh, a lot of our audience actually is probably at the beginning of their career or mm -hmm. they have a new yeah. job and then at one uh, at that point you often have a lot of fear and insecurities mm -hmm. who suddenly emerge yeah so how can you really uh, increase your self-awareness and confidence in the beginning of a new chapter mm -hmm. Seeing it as a, uh, yeah, it's, don't be too hard on yourself. Just see it as I'm doing my, my best. I'm gonna, uh, this is a learning process mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be fun, you know? And, um, I think also looking at, cause I, for example, if I relate back to when I started, I wanted to be perfect at everything I did. And then I wanted to show how committed I was and mm -hmm. how, you know, you know, if you are a trainee, then there's a certain status attached to it, you know, so you just yeah. want to show, okay, here we go. I'm ambitious, committed, um, etc. Mm -hmm. But also enjoying it while you're doing it and 
allowing yourself to make mistakes because you grow if you make mistakes, you and know. Punish yourself, right? For those yeah, no, just learn from it and see it as fun. I think I have taken myself way too serious yeah, way yeah. too many times <laughs> yeah just yeah just have fun and uh, uh yeah and 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 maybe a good tip is as well is just be yourself so don't pretend to be anyone else if you start applying for jobs or careers because this is yeah if you're not true to who you are then you're first of all also not giving the your potential future employer a good image or idea of who they might hire, mm-hmm. but it also will end up in in more dissatisfaction if you actually get the job, but you have sort of, you know, pretended you're someone yeah. else. Just be yourself, and then you see what fits and what doesn't. Okay, is that? Yeah, yeah that's a, that's okay. a really good. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Very good tips, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that brings me to the question, really, does a search for something rewarding ever stop? Because I feel like even mm. if you achieve something, mm. even if you have a good job you're again going to want something more and more? Or is yeah. that really the society kind We're of... Like always like searching for something better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that healthy? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's. I think it's a healthy to want to grow, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we are here to expand, to grow. I completely uh, agree with that. But the question is, um, what is your motivation for it? Is it a very intrinsic one? Like I want to do it because it makes me happy? Or... Is it an extrinsic one? Oh, yeah, we touched upon it before, but like my parents expected from me or my entire family has done it this way or all my friends are doing it that way. Like society needs you to do this. Yeah, Yeah, what is the, what is lying underneath (laughs) it? And then if you uh, want more, then that's that's fine. But just make sure you keep yourself, um, yeah, in mind, in your balance between that, you know, what fuels me up, right? What gives me energy? Because if you do lots of things, that can go completely well. That's completely fine. As long as it energizes you, you know? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't drain you, then go for it. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just stay connected to what do I need? What okay. do I like? And then if you have that strong connection, then there's a very small chance that it can really go wrong. Yeah. So that's your that's kind of your tip on finding a career which really suits you specifically and not it's not influenced by other people's expectations. Really like self-reflecting. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, and 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 really find something that that you like that mm-hmm. really like sparks your interest that makes you happy to to work on or work for. Um yeah, you 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 know how it feels, right? If you've mm-hmm. been working on a task all day that is not very interesting or then you feel more drained after a day but if you've been working on something that is really cool and you're getting like big eyes if you talk Mm -hmm. about it and you're just you know energized and excited about it then you know it may also um yeah supply you with new energies you need to be but um, also like you sometimes you need to do like things that you don't like as much so you know actually it helps you realize okay actually what you yeah because it's part of the deal of course right yeah you you can't just like do what you like no it's true and and, right that's a good side note actually because you need to be realistic of course there's part of of jobs i also like now for example like i started my own company then you are basically everything in one right Mm -hmm. i also have things like my administration it's not the most fun thing yes but then i know what i'm doing it for you know if you know your higher goal and uh to me that is what really gets me going then that doesn't matter that there's things that i don't like so much because it's sort of Mm -hmm. contributing to the bigger goal right yeah so i mean of course yeah um but as long as in the mix 
you get uh, enough energy of it. That that's that's most important. That that your at the end of the day, what you're doing it for, like your why, that's how they call it, or uh, maybe the company's why, that's important that you support that, right? Mm-hmm. And and yeah, in your uh, the work you do, that yeah, there's a nice balance between the things that really spark your uh, desires and make your uh, yeah make you feel very enthusiastic and the things that are just sort of yeah must do's that okay. also is part yeah, of the deal yeah so that's kind of like your final tip on living a more energetic enthusiastic life or do you want to maybe mm. add something more yeah it all comes down to that that again okay what makes me happy um and then acting upon that and that sounds very mm-hmm. egocentric and it is and I think we should all do that more because yeah, we're all ourselves right yeah. because if you don't and that's maybe a really nice addition to it. If you don't and you first focus on other people, mm-hmm. pleasing, for example, then actually you're doing yourself and everyone around you a disservice. Because if you are not happy, if your cup is not filled, mm-hmm. such a nice way of saying it, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then you can't give towards other people, right? Yeah. So most people or lots of people are actually sort of first giving, giving, giving. And then, you know, they are sort of uh, half halfway, uh, if you have... You can really visualize a cup and there's like they're they're charged halfway there and they're still giving, then they're not giving to themselves enough, right? Yeah. So first fill up your own cup and then spread everything that is that is extra to other people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I would also ask, what would be one advice uh, yeah. to people who are currently burnout? Mm-hmm. Like one advice, what <sighs> what can I do? Because also I think mm-hmm. that many of them are very resistant to help, that they think that might not be burnout or if mm-hmm. they know they are, they're very resistant to help. Like, no, like I'll figure out myself, mm-hmm. but you don't understand me. Mm-hmm. So what oh, yeah. would be your advice to such people? Because I think there are many people who yeah. Yeah. are burnout in our surroundings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's like the way you're describing it, then that often happens at the beginning that people really feel like I'll do it myself and no one understands me. Find someone who does understand you and do find help, but take your time. You know, if you don't feel like it's your moment yet, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But resistance is very normal, especially in the beginning, very normal because you don't want this and thus resistance builds up. My advice is, if you let go of the resistance, then you give your body and your mind and actually everything space to heal. If you keep on resisting, you're blocking yourself and you can't heal. So at some point you have to give up the resistance. But again, it's a very natural process. It's a very natural result that you feel resistance against what is, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you start accepting it and looking at, okay, factually, this is what's going on. I have two options. One is resisting it. And two is accepting it and looking at, okay, what are the steps I can actually take um, to start feeling better again? Then that's your way to go. So don't force anything, but really um, resistance won't get you there. Mm-hmm. That's maybe a, a nice insight. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and my tip then... Yeah, that's already a tip, actually. But <laughs> have faith. It will all be fine in the end. But I know it's really, it can be really, um, yeah, it can be difficult, very yeah. difficult. Yeah, okay. very difficult, challenging. But no, that's, it's going to be better, really. Yeah, I know it was like my last question. But then like I had like another one. I've mm-hmm. got another one. Yeah. Uh, does it happen that people don't get out of a burnout? Hmm. Um, 
So I've never heard of someone not getting out. I have heard of someone relapsing back into one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, does yeah. it happen once you have it? Yeah. Does it happen multiple times or you're more yeah. prone to it? Or actually, no. That's a very good question as well. Um, so um, I haven't experienced any of my coaches uh, with a relapse. Mm -hmm. So I've only heard stories online about it. But my opinion is, is that... Um, What happens once you've had a burnout is you stay more sensitive than you have ever been before, or at least than you've been aware of. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel that we're all born into this world being very sensitive human beings. But along the way, as we grow older, we are sort of being numbed by all the different uh, experiences that we live. Um, yeah, so you get more and you stay more sensitive. And that's actually only a positive thing because it will prevent you from getting another burnout if you stay aware of it and if you act upon it. So if you notice, oh, I'm stressed, that's something that you probably wouldn't have had noticed before your burnout because mm -hmm. you're now more aware. So yes, you're more sensitive, but that's also has a, it serves a, a purpose. And that is that you won't get into burnout again. Mm -hmm. If you do get into a burnout again, you have probably um, not learned the lessons you were supposed to learn. So you have probably not changed the behavior um, in yourself that has caused your first burnout because otherwise you will never run into a second one again. Yeah. I know it's an easy way of saying it, but that's really the way, it is, the yeah. way I feel it okay. is. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for all these useful tips. We have come to the end of the podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, we're going to leave uh, the link to Flora's website at the end of the post and also all the links to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for everyone for listening. If you have any comments or questions, make sure to leave them below. Thank Bye. You. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>